Greetings everybody. Today we are going to speak on the power of prayer. Prayer is communion with God. There's prayer that bounces off the ceiling and there's prayer that penetrates to the heart of God. There's also prayer that accomplishes little. And there's prayer that affects great change. Like in James 5, 16 to 18, where it says that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man has great power in its effect. The first necessity of having your prayers answered is to live a righteous life that affects great change. And let's then start from the beginning in Exodus. Start in Exodus 32, 31 to 34. We read, of Moses pleading with God. Then Moses returned to the Lord and said, Oh, these people have committed a great sin and have made for themselves a God of gold. Yet now, if you will forgive their sin, but if not, I pray, blot be out of your book which you have written. And the Lord said to Moses, Whoever has sinned against me, I will blot him out of my book. Now, therefore go, lead the people to the place of which I have spoken to you, and behold, my angel shall go before you. Nevertheless, in the day when I visit for punishment, I will visit punishment upon them for their sin. Moses here stood in the gap for the people of Israel and God answered his prayer immediately. So when we pray for others, we must be prepared to stand in the gap. Stand in the gap for individual people. Stand in the gap for your city. Stand in the gap for your nation. Stand in the gap for the praying down of the Ebola virus. Now let's go to another passage. 1 Kings 18, 36-37 it's Elijah's conversation with God. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God of Israel and I am your servant and that I have done all these things at your word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that you are the Lord God, 
and you have turned their hearts back to you again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and it licked up the water that was in the trench. Now when the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. Here Elijah took responsibility to make it happen. And we need to take responsibility to make it happen as Elijah did. God loves it when you trust him. When you step out in faith, even as Elijah did, at the risk of the Baal worshippers killing him if his God did not answer. But Elijah knew his God. He knew his God was a living God and his God did answer. His God answered with fire that burnt up the sacrifice. Elijah had faith. We also must pray with faith. Make it happen. When we pray against the ball of virus, pray with faith. Pray knowing that your God, our God, the Lord God who created heavens and earth, will kill the Ebola virus. Now let's go to another man. Daniel's petition to the Lord in Daniel 9, 3-6. Then I set my face towards the Lord God to make requests by prayer and supplication with fasting, sackcloth, cloth and ashes. And I prayed to the Lord my God and made confession and said, O Lord, great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant and mercy with those who love him and with those who keep his commandments. We have sinned. We have committed iniquity. We have done wickedly and rebelled, even by departing from your precepts and your judgments. Neither have we heeded to your servants the prophets who spoke in your name to our kings and our princes, to our fathers and all the peoples of this land. Daniel prayed fasting for the people who had turned away from God. He was disciplined and prepared for the task ahead. Even as trained soldiers prepare for war. For we are not fighting flesh and blood, but the principalities of evil. So we need to be disciplined and fast for our country, for those who have turned away from God. We need to fight these principalities that deceive man. We need to pray with prayer and fasting. And if we need to pray with prayer and fasting to stop the Ebola virus, then we need to do so. If we need to pray against the floods coming upon your country, we need to do so. 
because it is the enemy, the devil, that sends the Ebola virus. It is the enemy, the devil, that is sending floods upon your country now. So we need to be serious with God and pray seriously with prayer and fasting. Now let's learn more. Let's learn from Jonah in 3, Jonah 3, 4 to 5. And Jonah began to enter the city on the first day's walk. Then he cried out and said, Yet forty days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. So the people of Nineveh believed God, proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest to the least of them. Here you will see that the whole of Nineveh was saved through prayer and fasting of the people. As a result of Jonah's prophecy of doom as to what would happen if they did not repent. So because Jonah told them about the good news of Jesus, these people decided to turn from their sin and repent. And God then diverted from the disaster that was going to come onto Nineveh and he saved the whole country of Nineveh. Sometimes God is asking a whole nation to pray and fast for their country. Let's now turn to Kings 8, 28-30. And this is Solomon's prayer for the dedication of the new temple. Yet regard the prayer of your servant and his supplication, O Lord my God, and listen to the cry and the prayer which your servant is praying before you this day, that your eyes may be open to this temple night and day, towards the place of which you said, My name shall be there. And you shall hear the prayer which your servant makes towards this place, and you, that may you hear the supplication of your servant and your people Israel when they pray towards this place, here in heaven, your dwelling place. And when you hear, forgive. Solomon cried out to God. He prayed a pacific prayer with meaning. We need to pray with urgency because this is what gets a quick answer. On my first trip to Kenya, I experienced such a response from God. When I was told that the people were walking four days to receive their healing and that I was going to be the only one praying for them, this made me cry out to God. They were walking four days to receive their healing and I had never prayed for the sick till that day. Well, you know, that makes you pray. It makes you pray for your life. It makes you pray with urgency. Well, I had nothing to give these people and I wondered what am I doing in the middle of Africa. I cried out to God with tears 
I said, Jesus, I have nothing to give these people. I can't heal anybody. Only you can do something. Only you can heal these people. Please, the Lord, heal your people. And after half an hour of praying like this, suddenly I heard his still, small voice. And his peace began to flood my being. And I heard the Lord say, If I can cry through your eyes like this, I can also heal through your hands like this. And I knew that God was going to heal the sick. Do you know, that evening in a blue and white tent, I gave my first gospel message I'd ever given in Kenya. And then I prayed them through the salvation prayer and some of them received Jesus as Lord. And then I came the scary part. Is anyone sick? And 30 people walked forward. And to my horror, the first three are totally blind. And the second lady in the line is a blind lady. She was the wife of the local witch doctor. Whoa. I said, Lord. Suddenly I remember it was the prayer that Reinhard Bonker prayed. Also when the man of God never turned up, because that is why I was there preaching, because the man of God never turned up. And his prayer was also for blind people. And he said, in the name of Jesus, blind eyes open. I said, Lord, can I use the same words as Reinhard Bonker then? So I pointed to the first one and I said, in the name of Jesus, blind eyes open. And suddenly she said, I can see. I said, what? Can you really see? She says, yes, I can really see. I said, go and testify. To the second person I said, this is the wife of the witch doctor. In the name of Jesus, blind eyes open, instantly healed. Oh, so relieved and overjoyed. The third one, in the name of Jesus, blind eyes open. She too was healed. The next man, it was a man, he had fallen down a cliff, banged his head on a rock. He had a paralyzed arm from that day on. I prayed over his head and suddenly his lame arm comes alive. He was totally healed. You know, all 30 people were instantly healed. We praise God so much that night. We prayed, praise the Lord till three o'clock in the morning. I think we all floated home. We were so overjoyed. And I saw 224 people healed in the next four days. Jesus answers prayer. And from that conference, we had a ministry. The Lord opened the ministry in a supernatural way from that day. And ever since that day, which was in 2001, I've been praying for the sick and Jesus has been healing the people. And Jesus is going to heal some of you this morning. This is God. The same God of the prophets is the same God that heals today. When we cry out to God with all our hearts, God hears our prayers and answers us. Now let's go to John 4.
23, where Jesus tells us, But the hour is coming, and now is, when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. Jesus tells us to pray in spirit and truth. For such people the Father is seeking. This is praying in the Holy Spirit which the Father gives us. And Isaiah 40 verse 31 says, But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So be prepared to wait on the Lord. For it is here that we renew our strength. We can do nothing in our own strength. But as we daily wait upon the Lord, He gives us all the strength we ever need. Often people wait, tend to wait on the Lord to become more and more filled with the Holy Spirit. 2 Peter 1 verse 1 says, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained the faith of equal standing with ours in righteousness of our God and Saviour, Jesus Christ. You know, our faith is of equal standing as it was with the disciples, so that the Holy Spirit is available to us all in all His fullness. However, it is up to us to be so yielded to Jesus in our relationship with him that it enables more of the fullness of the Holy Spirit to operate in and through our lives. Waiting on God is a time of yielding ourselves fully to his complete love to then walk with him in willing obedience. When we walk in willing, joyful obedience to the Lord God, we find ourselves walking in a new dimension, authority and energy that we would never even think possible before that time. And for myself, as long as I'm walking in Christ, then I know that I can walk in this higher dimension, ability and freedom in him. Even as Matthew eleven twenty nine says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So never walk on your own strength. Walk in God's strength. And you'll walk in freedom. And you'll find that the yoke is light and easy. And 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, Now the Lord is spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Walking in Christ 
enables the burden to be light. And as we trust in him, who is so greater than ourselves, and John 11.33-36 describes what happened after Lazarus had died. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in his spirit and was troubled, and he said, Where have you laid him? And they said, Lord, come and see. And Jesus wept, and the Jews said, See how he loved him. The next secret is praying with compassion. Jesus prayed with compassion. This makes who or what you are praying for part of you, making you prepared to go the extra mile to make it happen. Sometimes God is waiting for us to do our part, for him to do his part. He chose to wait for Elijah to gather the Baal worshippers together and challenge them to build altars for their gods and him to build an altar to his living God. It was then that God answered with fire. And it's the same with us. He will sometimes tell us to do something and when we obey God and do what God has done, told us to do, then God will confirm what he has told us to do with his signs and wonders following. Now let's look at Mark 14 verse 36 where we hear Jesus praying with his father and he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. Jesus prayed that that cup be taken from him. But he said, not my will, but your will be done. And Jesus was pre prepared to be obedient even unto death. And we must also be obedient because when we are obedient, it is then that God can do his miracle through us. Jesus was obedient to death, but then God raised Jesus from the dead in total and complete victory over all sin, all sickness, all death. And that was the ultimate obedience. We don't have to do that. Nobody else has to die on the cross. Only Jesus did that. But we need to be obedient in the smaller things that God tells us to do. And often this will be a sacrifice or inconvenience. We have to go sometimes to a place where we don't want to go. And we might have to travel half an hour to see a certain person. But as we go and we see that certain person, God will either heal that person or God will bring that person to Christ or God will do a miracle through that person. 
Sometimes it means going to a hospital and praying for the sick, or it'll be helping somebody, or it'll be stopping and helping a beggar on the street. When God tells you to help a beggar on the street, obey God and help that beggar on the street. Maybe he tells you to give that beggar some money or food. If God tells you to do it, do it and God will bless you. There's always a blessing the other side when you obey God. So now let's bring all this together. Praying is a balance of compassion and taking responsibility to make it happen. And the feeling of compassion causes the action. Prayer is not just saying prayers. Prayer is active communication with a living God who affects the answer. And this often causes you to be the chosen one to affect that answer and become to God like an extension of his outstretched hands to the people he wants to help. And God will answer your prayer. When we do our part to make it happen, you can be sure that God will do his part to make it happen. And to enable God to do his part, we have to put God first and love him first above all things. For when we do this, something wonderful happens. Let's read Ephesians 2.6. And he raises up together and makes us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. When he raises us up into heavenly places in him, he gives us the authority of the name of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit to cast out sickness, diseases and demons. He gives us authority to heal the sick and to become part of his answers to this lost and dying world. He will give you the answer to Ebola virus. He will answer your prayer and stop the Ebola virus in its tracks. And all you need to do is take authority over the Ebola virus in the name of Jesus. And that Ebola virus will be stopped in Jesus' name. You can affect great change for your country when you really learn how to pray as God wants you to. When we do this, we get to know God. And when we get to know God, then we will know that God will also do it. And if you have not received Jesus as Lord and would like to receive Jesus as Lord right now, say this prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Please forgive me every sin I've ever done. I want to follow you in truth and righteousness every day of my life. Please come into my heart and life as my Lord and Saviour. Please baptise me in your Holy Spirit. Lord, teach me how to pray as I should. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And if any of you are sick, put your hand now on your sickness or your pain and pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, place your hand on my hand and I will be healed in Jesus' name. 
And Lord, we take authority over that sickness right now. We command that sickness leave right now in Jesus' name. We command pain leave these bodies right now in Jesus' name. And we command these bodies be healed in Jesus' name. And we take authority over the Ebola virus right now in this village or town. Say this prayer with me. Say, Lord God, I take authority against the Ebola virus in my village or my town or my city. Name your city or village or region where you're living and say, speak to the Ebola virus now in the name of Jesus. Because if you've just accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, you have the authority of the name of Jesus to stop the Ebola virus in your area. So say this prayer with me. Ebola virus, I speak to you. And I command you stop in your tracks right now in Jesus' name. I command you shrivel up, dissolve and die right now in Jesus' name. I command my village or town or city be set free from Ebola virus right now in Jesus' name. That is how you pray. If you are now a Christian, make sure you join a Bible-believing church. Buy yourself a Bible and start learning to pray. Pray every day. Get to know this wonderful living God whom we serve. Get to know Jesus. He loves you so much. And now I will hand back to Pastor Emmanuel Bobo. word has removed the spirit of Ebola 
and I get a confidence that something good is going to happen. I will always testify. We have prayed about three towns today by the glory of God. And today we are signing the accuser of Ebola in their city. Three towns has been silent. And now people are now moving about doing the abuses. I remember the last time we was having over the people was standing that night, Susan so was preaching life, people was crying on the floor, people was asking God to heal their life. And God healed their life. And I believe that you are hearing us. This is your moment, this is your time. The decision you have made, the quality decision you have made this morning to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I want to challenge you. You are now a newborn baby in the Lord. That the kingdom we have accepted you. The kingdom has accepted you. Today is your day. The eighteen of this morning, God is really sending you the banner of his glory. Today we want to pray for the body of Christ. Again, once more again, we want to pray for the body of Christ. You know, sometimes people call me, the pastor, we love you so much, you, you always pray for the body of Christ. If we cannot pray for the body of Christ, the enemy will sweep across the nation. So the body of Christ needs prayer. The body of Christ needs to be united, to be stand for the nation. And God is looking for Iman Ezekiel. God is looking for Iman. So I know you are the body of Christ. You need to stand in the gap for the people of Australia so that they cannot continue to die with this virus. So Susan, I want you to pray this morning for the body of Christ so that we can stand, we can fast, we can pray in your close head that God will hear the voice of the body of Christ to silence the voice of the Ebola in this country. Back to you, Susan, to pray. Lord, I lift up every believer to you. Let them know who they are in you. Let them know that you are the only answer to Ebola virus. You are the only answer to this world. And if Jesus is living in us, the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is living within us then we have the answer to this world within us. We have the answer to the Ebola virus in us. It is up to us to know and believe that Jesus is alive and rise up and stand our ground against the devil and stand our ground in prayer and pray against the Ebola virus in the name of Jesus. And the Ebola virus has to bow the knee and go. Because it says in the Bible that every knee must bow. Every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And this victory Jesus won on the cross. And every sickness has a name. Every demon has a name. And at the name of Jesus, they have to 
bow their knee and go. And Ebola virus also has the name of Ebola virus. And when we tell the Ebola virus to bow their knee and leave, it has to bow their knee and leave. So pray with authority and command the Ebola virus, leave your country now in Jesus' name and it will bow the knee and go. This is a God we serve, whom you serve and love. So I pray that each one will rise up and learn to pray with power and authority in the name of Jesus. God bless you. Amen. We thank you for that prayer. It is a great prayer this morning as you hear people of God on your bed, you are laying down on your bed this morning, when you are ready to go to work, when you are in your car walking, driving, and I believe that God has already taught you this morning that you need to rise as the body of Christ is standing in the gap. And keep praying, keep praying. That's my word. We want to pray for very serious town. Yeah, we are about many people die. About a few days ago, hundreds of people by the crisis of this Ebola. And then we want to pray for that town this morning. I know you are out there, you are listening to us. And then we're having the great passion. We're having the great compassion. Passion for you. Because your soul is dying. Which you need, Jesus. We want to pray for Putloko. That is the place that we want to pray for children this morning. Putloko, Putloko. That is a city, that is a very big town. Putloko, we want to pray. And the whole town, the medical doctors, some of them, they have now disappeared from the hall. No one there to treat the people because they fear, because in them, you know, some of them. They're dying, the nurses, they're dying there. So I wanted to pray this morning for Putloko that the hand of God will rest upon that town, that the voice of Ebola more silent as what God did to the other town. Let the same God walk with this morning. Back to you, Susan, to pray for that town this morning. We lift up the town of Bikwakwa and we take the command of the name of Jesus and we pray against the Ebola virus that has hit that town in such a terrible way and we come against that Ebola virus right now in the name of Jesus and we speak to that to be all of virus and we command you bow their knee and leave that town right now in Jesus name and never come back again in Jesus name. Thank you, Lord, that you hear our prayer and you will answer us because of your great love for your people. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, help 
the people to turn from their sin now and to receive you as their Lord and Savior, saving their town from the Ebola virus from this day. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And I know that God is really moving because that's the city. And then everybody was, when we hear the news, hundreds of people die there. And it's very, very pathetic. But we know that the Spirit of God has touched there this morning. And then we are standing with you. Suzanne is going to stand with you in prayer in the UK. They'll be praying so that this Spirit we broke down because this is a very, very sick spirit. But we thank God that the prayer that you received this morning, that God, and we want to pray for another town, which is a very small town. It's not a big town. And then we hear, and then the team was sitting there, passing people just walking, going to, to, to their farms, to go out lay their farms, they dine in the farms, and then in their gardens. And then this is a terrible, terrible, terrible thing. But I wanted to pray this morning. Lucia, that is the place. And then I wanted to pray this morning for Lucia. Lucia. I wanted to pray for that town. That the hand of God. This is the two time we are going to pray because we have about two more minutes here. And then to leave. And I wanted to pray for Lucia. That the hand of God would touch Lord, we left of Nuncha to you, and we speak against the spirit of Ebola virus. We command Ebola virus dissolve, die, leave those people now in Jesus' name. And we command that the people who already have the Ebola virus right now yes. be healed in Jesus' name. So if any of you have Ebola virus and you're sitting there in your house, turn to Jesus now. Say, Lord, forgive my sin. Lord, come into my heart as Lord and heal my body. I speak to your bodies now. I say, bodies, be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus, for your love for these beautiful people. Amen. Amen. We thank you for every prayer that we are offering this world to the media, to the people. And I want to give my last word to you. We are there to stand with you. And we are there to stand with you. In my town, you know, where I came from, in my hometown, that since I went there, the woman of God decreed and declared today, I have my grandfather, all of them, they are there giving me the report. Pastors, they are giving me the report what the Lord has done there. If God can heal my town, he can heal Lucia. He can heal the flock. And I want to give you the confidence that God is going to do. He can heal Freetown too. 
because the Spirit of God is moving. We love you, we care for you, and then we are standing for you. So what is your last word this morning to the people of God? Know that Jesus is truly alive and live like he is alive because he is alive. He hears your prayer and God will do it. God bless you. Amen. And then my last word for you, what you hear that the woman of God has passed to you this morning, I want you to hold it as that city of faith can push you ahead to freedom. God bless you. We talk to you back in Jesus' name. Bye-bye.